Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and each week, me and my buddy Murph are going to get together and talk about something nerdy. Let's jump right in. All right, we are live. Welcome back, folks. Um, yeah, welcome back, Murph. What's up, dude? What up, what up? Uh, it's It's been good. I caught a little bug or something this last week, so if I sound... Like I'm in a dungeon. It's because my head's in a vice. Whoa. Sorry about that. What was that? <laughs> um, it was an ad. I was pulling up stuff for the, for the episode here. And I meant to hit mute. And I didn't hit mute. So, anyways. So, Rusty. You didn't do your, you didn't do your, uh, your, co- your Coke can opening. Yeah. Hang on. So, just before we hit record... I wasn't even thinking, dude. I've been kind of feeling under the weather. Uh, Not complaining. I've worked like 65 hours in four days already. I've been outside. That's why I haven't been streaming or anything. And so I went ahead and just and forgot to wait until we started the the pod. So if you were looking forward to that, I guess uh, see you next week because I already (laughs) did it. Mobby. Yeah, and this is Thursday. Uh, If you're listening to this in the future, you won't know that, but Right now it's Thursday. We didn't record yesterday uh, because, uh, like Mer said, he was sick last week. I was I had strep throat last week. We both couldn't talk, so it wouldn't have been good. So we didn't put an episode out last week, and we we usually pre-record like a week early. So because we were sick, we didn't record for this week. And with Murph working so much, and I've been working so much this week, we hadn't had a chance to catch up. But this is both of our Fridays, so yeah. This is a uh, this this is a, an exception, not the norm. I know, for like especially for me for work, it just every now and then kind of what came up came up, and like I said, not complaining. Uh, freaking yeah, sure. dude, it is hot outside. I, I'm, I work, so my job is about sixty percent inside, forty percent outside. This week was a hundred percent outside, and I don't wear sunscreen the first day. And dude, I look stupid. I am freaking burn, baby. Yeah. So that and having this like head cold, just yikes. And I apologize ahead of time for the sound of this video. So it went from having like a really good sound to an okay sound to back to the the normal grainy sound. But because we're doing back to back episodes tonight, I didn't want to edit for 12 hours. So I'm going to do this one on the shaky and crappy anchor app and we're going to publish it even though I know it's going to cut out here in a few seconds. <laughs> and then we're going to record the better sounding one I can edit for next week, which is good. So uh, it's been two weeks since the people heard from you, man. What else has been going on in your world? Um, Other than just, you know, God, that was sick for probably a whole week altogether. And then this week with work just kind of ruined me. But I didn't really get yeah. to stream, but we got good news on the stream. Our emotes got approved for so so those of us that uh, have been following us on the stream um if you uh hit that sub like and and you have, if you have if you have no idea what Murph's talking about he's been streaming on twitch under the banner name wednesday poll and uh we've been kicking some of that stuff over to youtube well i mean i guess this is a good enough segue to talk about some things that are going on in the future oh yeah was i not supposed to do that no it's perfect i mean spoiler alert we caught up we caught up on you've been working you've been sick i've been sick and physically sick, not sick in the head. Yeah, both. But we're good now. 
<laughs> we're, we're caught up. Uh, there was, I mean, I guess there was, I don't even know. That's the thing that we've been talking about is we've always just randomly scrambled for ideas. And so we're kind of going in a new direction, not take things more professional, but we just have a few different things that we want to do. So Mervin streaming on Twitch very well. We did very, very well last week. It's starting to you know snowball. So hopefully he can uh, still. And um, people hosted me, so yeah. it's whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be. It should be a good deal. And we're taking a lot of that stuff over to YouTube, which YouTube will just be kind of an archive for his live streams. And then I'm gonna start doing comic book reviews on there. I want to say every week. So don't hold me to that. I'm, I'm still working out the details, but. Let me do some comic book re- reviews on there. Hopefully, Murph can do some movie reviews on there, and we can kind of get it as like a, a content hub for our stuff, like the mothership. Yeah, yeah, Independence Day. The mothership. And then I'm, gonna, I'm also going to put the you know archive of some of these episodes of the podcast on there. I'm trying to look for a program that will transcribe the entire thing, so I don't have to do it, and then put it on there. So that'd be pretty cool. I haven't found one yet, though. That's. Not- I feel like, I feel like if everyone else that listens, like our our amazing Wednesday Wednesday pull lighters that listen, yeah. if any one of them was to have their own podcast, which I highly recommend you should do, it's amazing and fun. Mm-hmm. This is about what it's like. If you're listening, you're like, man, because you know most of us listen to these professional people. That's what they do for a living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. imagine having a full time job kids and all that and still making time to do it and like i know it seems like we're shoddy and kind of all over the place but i feel like that's what makes it appreciative because it's like hey that's probably about how mine would be too right right like right and again we're we want to show that we're growing so we're you know we're actively planning things out to get it more professional uh, semi-professional and kind of uh less shoddy so you know like Within the realms, like Ruff is saying, within the realms of our lives, like the podcast is very, very important to me. But I also have a job. I also have kids. Yeah, like you know. And I'm not saying, hey guys, feel bad for us. This is something that I want to do. I just want to, know, you know, it's it's a process, and I hope that people can see the actual growth in it with the, uh, some of these next steps. Yeah, dude, we're, we're not we're not trying to be Disney by any means because that's not fun. We like to be the garage guys. The, you know, I don't know. Disney's kind of cool, man. I mean, okay, okay, riddle me this, riddle me this. We're not trying to be the dude from Little Rascals that had the badass go-kart. We're trying to be the Little Rascals go-kart. No, the Little, no, you have it, you have it wrong. The Little Rascals had the badass go-kart. Nah, dude, that one rich kid had it. Um, He had it, he had a good go-kart, but the the Little Rascals had a badass go-kart called the Blur. Because they had the spin cycle. And those two uh, bullies stole it from them oh yeah that's right i'm talking about the one at the very end the one where they put together with like hodgepodge oh yeah after they got their stolen yeah, yeah so yeah so we're, we're trying to be the little rascals we're trying to have that good medium size <laughs> card that's what we're working on yeah like and if, again so like if we pulled over if you were hitchhiking down the side of the road or if we were hitchhiking down the side of the road you would feel comfortable picking us up you know what i mean like yeah safe yeah absolutely Absolutely, and it'll, it'll it'll be good. Like I said, we're we got a good thing going with our schedule, um, because honestly, Murph and I talk all day, every day, anyways. So. Literally, literally. Sneaking in a 
30, 40 minute conversation is pretty good. And then that way, on the other side of it, Murph can stream while he's gaming. He's killing two birds with one stone. I read a bunch of comic books anyway, so me jumping on there for 10 to 12 minutes talking about my favorite points of them isn't really that big of a deal. We can kind of make like a tornado of content for people. No actual birds were killed in any of that, by the way. Oh my gosh. You never you know who's <laughs> listening, dude. You never know who's listening. Oh god. I had a so, I had a dream about pickles the other day and I kept getting ads on my phone for pickles, dude. That's Weird. Creepy, man. Yeah, well. It's creepy. It's the zeitgeist. Anyways, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> so with that being said, with trying to be less shoddy, we you know we have a we don't have a problem, but every so often the, like we we try to talk about it on Thursdays or Friday. Thursday is our Friday, which means it's the start of our weekend. Uh, but we're usually like, oh, man, I don't know what we should talk about. I don't know what we should record. And then so we just kind of get into this limbo of not knowing what we're going to record. So we don't record. But now we have kind of a, a schedule. Template. Term, yeah, kind of like a, temp, a monthly template that we're going to go off. Then that way you guys know, hey, it's the first day of the month. This is what they're going to be talking about. But it, you know, like an updated version of it. So kind of, that, kind of like a TV guide for those of us who are old enough to remember those TV yeah. guides. Yeah, you know exactly. This Wednesday is going to be X, Y, and Z. Next, the second Wednesday is going to be this, and then that way you always know. Oh, this must have been the third Wednesday. You know, this just kind of keeps it on track for us. We can just slot in of the latest news and talk about it, and then. And then go from there. So I don't have it in front of me, but Merv does. But I'm going to try to go off my memory. I've got it. So first week, we're going to talk about the previous month. So the previous four weeks, uh, there we have a Friday night fight every Friday, obviously, a who would win between two fictional characters or two fig- fictional objects. And that first Monday, that first Monday, that first Wednesday of every month, we're going to talk about those four fights because we do a poll on Twitter and we do a poll on Instagram. We're going to gather the information from those, talk about what the people said, what our friends thought about it. And then we're going to give our opinion on it. And what's really funny about those fights is I don't know what it is. Every time I, whoever I seem to vote for, it's who the poll, that's always who wins the poll. It's really, it's it's like insider information or something. I know it's weird. Well, as of right now, Murph is the only, it sounds like Murph's the only person voting on the poll. So you guys need to go out to your local poll and vote. Yeah, voting is important. Voting's important. And so the second Wednesday, or the, yeah, the second Wednesday might be my favorite Wednesday is because it's Murph's choice. Now, uh, I make a lot of decisions with the podcast because ninety percent. I'm very nerdy and I'm very plugged in. And so it's easy for me to just say, hey, Murph, look this up research it let's talk about it because murph has a lot of loose knowledge on some of the comic book stuff very you know informative on tv shows movies but it's it's a good balance but i usually i'm just like hey we're gonna talk about this and murph's like okay but i have i have rain man power so when it comes time to look at something up i can become a master in a matter of minutes hours really and he does. He'll come up with some ideas and he says, hey, let's do this. And sometimes I'm like, man, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and so so the second Wednesday of every month is going to be Murph's choice. This is no veto from Lex. Whatever Murph says we're going to do, we're going to do, we're gonna talk about it. I'm going to research. He's going to give me it. The, you know, Hopefully give me a couple days. 
I'm gonna research what I can about it and I'm gonna let him take the reins. So guess what, y'all? Spoiler alert: second Wednesday in October, chopsticks, baby. I don't know. I don't know what that means. That's but... what we're gonna talk about: chopsticks. Well, I guess I better <laughs> do my research then. So merch choice is going to be hopefully uh, uh, something that we can get quotable moments from, something that people are gonna like because a lot of people liked the spoiler alert thing. A lot of people liked. You know, Murph's stupid conundrums. So uh, hopefully, Lex hates it, but you guys love it so much that we're bringing it back. Uh, so, so that's Murph's choice. The second week, the third week is going to be just. So we're going to talk about movie news, comic book news. T- uh, you know, because we're going to lightly touch on some of the stuff. If, if something big enough happens during the week, we're going to are notable. We're going to talk about it. But the third Wednesday is going to be uh, basically a four week recap on any nerd news. Yeah, third third Wednesday is going to be and it gives me and Murph a chance to actually talk about it on air, give our opinions about it. And uh that's for me that's one of my favorite ones because going through and listing the updates I I enjoy doing that. So where it's Murph coming off a hot Murph take. We're going to go back to official business on uh the third week. The fourth week is something that Murph and I really enjoy doing. It's been some of our best episodes. Mm-hmm. Good so times. Far, it's going to be our fan cast. We're going to do some sort of fan cast, whether it be an individual character, team. I think we're going to start off with... The Care Bears. No, I think we're going to start off with the announced shows like Moon Knight. We're going to do one episode of Moon Knight. We're going to talk a little bit about them, who, we, who should play them, why, what Murph thinks, what I think. Then we're going to do She-Hulk, Marvel, Miss Marvel. We're going to go down that list. Eventually leading up to, you know, Fantastic Four, X-Men, that whole gang. So the fourth Wednesday of every month is going to be our fan cast, which I'm really excited. It's probably my favorite thing that we do on the podcast. Because uh, Murph and I, with before we did the podcast, we would do that. We would have like these long. These are literally, our podcast is literally real conversations we have. We're just yeah. Court. And I actually talk to nobody that's there. I talk to the third, like you guys are listening. I would talk to those people, even though there was no one there. So well, literally, me and you talking. I know. About, I'm, just, like, our I'm, fans, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm just kidding. Our fan cast. You know, there was a magazine that came out in the '90s and 2000s called Wizard Magazine. It was my favorite magazine as a kid. I mean, I guess not a lot of kids maybe have a favorite magazine besides Mad or something. But my favorite magazine was Wizard Magazine. It was a it was a comic book magazine. It had all kinds of great articles in it. And the back it had the price list for like comics that were out, like what they're selling for. I loved checking that out. But one thing oh, they hey. did, one thing they did was the fan cast of uh, you know upcoming characters or whatever. And this was before Marvel movies or, or DC movies ever came out, so it was really cool to see that back in the day. What were you gonna say? Um. Just to prove everyone that I was consuming poison. Wow, you already, you already cracking the second one? No, no, I was crushing the can so you guys oh, could hear that, like, that it was legit. You're I know really, that. You're really tired. I still, I know some of you peeps out there doubt me, dude. So I had to just crush that can so you oh know. Hey, he really did. You know does anybody drink? Think? Does anyone drink with us? Like, does anyone pop a top with us? No. Like, you can pop a top and let us I know. Usually, I would I like to know. I usually drink a beer when I'm doing this with you. I don't drink beer. Yeah, I know. You just drink poison. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what I actually want our first fan cast to be? 
uh, something that we've talked about before, and and it's, it's been articles online, and we've seen pictures and and talked and commented on them. But um, I think we should do the MCU, but in the nineties. So like nineties, like big time, so like, like a, the hot, like Tom Cruise. I mean, he's still yeah. pretty big, but like yeah, okay, yeah. like Mel like Gibson. Kind of like a reverse fan cast, like going back in time. I think that would be fun. Like, so, so we, we would pick- use we would use like hot actors from the '90s that were age yeah. appropriate ish. Okay. Yeah, Kurt Russell. You know, Ooh, I love fucking love Kurt Russell. No, <laughs> like these guys are still alive, but they were more like young. Yeah, young, like you know, in their prime. Like, yeah, like Big Trouble in Little China, Kurt Russell, yeah. Tango and Cash, Kurt Russell. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I feel like like Arnold and Stallone those and like Cruz don't count because they really haven't aged. They've taken side. Well, they're, they're definitely still be, they're definitely still be in it, even though Sylvester Stallone and uh, <coughs> Kurt Russell are, are in the MCU technically. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. They technically are. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, they're out. All uh, right. Okay. So um, it is. Is that everything on the list? Did I get everything? Yeah, right? I can't believe you actually did that off memory. That was really good. Well, what can I say? I, I think you were lying. I think you had it pretty dull to him. Well, I wrote, I wrote the list. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, like on, you wrote it down on paper? I did write it down. I write a lot of this stuff down on paper. First. Nobody fucking writes shit down on paper anymore. I'm old school, man. <laughs> I'm way old school. Do you okay, like so type stuff on it a typewriter? Is, it, I wish I had a typewriter. It'd be really cool. I need to look into that. Maybe I can find one. They're really heavy, though. Yeah, that's they look like suitcases. Yeah. Okay, that's neither here or there. So today is if you're at the top of you listening to this, I have no idea what day it is, so I apologize. But the day of recording and the uh, week of the week of. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, today's date is September twelfth, which means yesterday was a very somber day of September eleventh. And uh, I would have like a, a ton of jokes, but eh, that's not really appropriate. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep them all to myself. But I do want to, you know, take a second that I I, I kind of did. That's one of the reasons why I didn't publish yesterday or you know post one yesterday or record yesterday or anything. Uh, just because it's kind of like I know it's been so many years, and this is not one of those political podcasts. But for me, it was it was you know it's still a big deal. Um. So yeah, did you do anything yesterday or did you just sleep? Me? No, I was I mean we were at work. I was at work yesterday, so yeah. Yeah. So, it, for me, it's I have a, you know, it Murph not to divulge you know private information, but you're a first responder, so I have a huge appreciation for first responders, and so that's why 9/11 means so much to me. Uh but yeah. That's why I didn't. That's why we didn't publish yesterday. That's the real reason that we're coming to you on it. Yeah, it's uh, for people that don't know, especially the younger folks. I mean, I was. We were what junior high when that happened. I was in. You were in junior high. I was. I think you were in eighth grade. So you were in ninth grade. I was in ninth grade. Yeah. So I remember we were outside playing wall ball, and like I remember a bunch of teachers come running around, and they're like saying planes crashed in World Trade Center, and dumb me, you know. I've seen those buildings and knew that, but I didn't know that's what they were talking about. And I didn't realize the severity of planes, like literally fucking crash into these buildings. You know what I mean? 
So I kind of, I remember we were all like, okay, you know, and they brought everybody in like auditoriums and all that and TVs were turning on. And that's when I was like, oh shit, like this is, yeah. this is not good folks. I, I remember yeah, I was to be, to make light of it. I was asleep in a world geography, world geography class. And, um, I, love, I, I remember everybody you know, standing up and they had the TV on and everybody's watching TV and I get up, I wake up and I'm thinking some sort of, they, I guess they just put a movie on in class and I went back to sleep. And then after that class, it was like a big deal. People, were, you know, some parents were taking their kids out of school and all kinds of like crazy stuff. And uh, I remember my parents didn't take me out of school, so they did not love me as much as everyone else's kids. They were like, they called your parents like, hey, uh, Lex, Lex is the only kid still in school. So. <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll pick him up after school. <laughs> One thing that, to, to bring it back to like uh, comic books and nerd stuff and not make it too um, bad while we're talking to you guys. I remember uh, very vividly that in, I think, December of that same year, was it 2001? Yes. Marvel published a book called Heroes, and it was a collection of pinups and short stories from various creators. Uh, the, you know, it's basically the, some of the classic heroes because they all basically live in I said New York Park for some reason, yeah. but they all live in New York. And so it would it, re, it imagine them in New York as it happened, so like it, helping. It, yeah, it was a very cool. It had it was prominently you know first responders way more first responders in the pictures than the superheroes but the superheroes were basically uh helping out any way they could i remember it it was very weird though because they had some of the there was a scene i guess they were trying to go you know for an emotional scene but they had something like juggernaut kingpin dr octopus magneto and dr doom at I think that's right. So if you know what I'm talking about, if you can pull that up, anyone, and let me bad know guys. that's, who, Those that's are bad what it was. But I'm saying, I want to know, if you guys are out there listening, pull that picture up. I guarantee I got it right. Um, but it got them standing there in the middle of all the debris, and uh, they're kind of just taking it all in. It does a close-up to Dr. Doom's face, and he has tears coming down his face. And uh, it said something like... Uh, because the worst, or even the worst of us, uh, are still human and we still feel. And I was just like, that's kind of weird because all of these people have murdered innocents before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like all of these people that are like crying, these are terrorists. Like Dr. Doom is a terrorist. <laughs> you know, Magneto murdered millions of innocents. Juggernaut just over. runs people over. You know, it's just. I get, I get what they were trying to do, but I always thought it was weird. That is uh, kind of strange, but I guess if weird. you bring it to the reality side of it, you know, the real yeah. side, they kind of yeah, kind of break that fourth wall. Yeah, break the fourth wall a little bit. Uh, they did. They released another book in 2002 called uh, "A Moment in Silence," and it was basically honoring all the people that passed away. Uh, all, I believe all the money that was raised from those books was donated to the Twin Towers Fund. It was a charity that dis- distributed uh, $219 million Holy to the families of first responders. So, yeah. And they weren't the only publisher that contributed to that. But, uh, you know, Dark Horse, Chaos, Image, uh, DC, they all worked together to release this book called 9-11 Artists Respond. 
And so it was, and a lot of that money went to um, the same thing. That's Most really people. cool. And what's cool, what, another thing that's, well, I said, I started to say cool, but that part is cool, but kind of to tie in back to the real event, something that is still sad is that the death count from the 9-11, you know, the towers collapsing is still, yeah. is still climbing because a lot of the first responders that went into the buildings, mm-hmm. you know, all the lung diseases and cancers they got. All kinds of crazy cancer. From the wouldn't even, they weren't even thinking about it, man. They just ran in there because it's what, that's what you do, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to help yeah. people. And they're still dying today. And it's sad, man, that, that, that yeah. death toll will still continue to rise for probably another decade or two till it officially ends. So it's just it's hard to believe that something that happened almost 20 years ago is people are still dying from, you know, inadvertently, obviously not directly from it, but I mean, direct yeah, some contact. Of those, some, of those guys, some of those guys are like miserable for the past decade. And they're in their 40s and 50s, man. And they're in just they're long, you know, I've seen images and stories about them. They're in wheelchairs because they just, you know, they basically have emphysema, but they never smoke. It's just it's it's really, really yeah. sad. So, And they were about to get all their like funding cut and stuff. Yep. Pretty mm-hmm. sad. Pretty sad situation, but yeah, I think they got a lot of that stuff turned around, though. But a big shout out to all those folks that, that sacrificed yeah, and their families and everybody involved. Well, everybody in general. Like, I think that those jobs are, are jobs that people take for granted. And so, uh, yeah, we just kind of wanted to take a second to shout those people out. And yeah, I don't know. If you're so, there's not much that Murph and I can do. We don't have, you know, <laughs> we're not bringing in the millions yet. Uh, yeah, we don't. I don't know. I was right we don't have any money. Is what we're, we what we're saying. Money, so we can say thank you. All right, what we we can do, and this is it sounds cheap, but if you uh, stop by Murph streaming anytime on Twitch, and you know, basically say, hey, you know, I'm one of those guys that was listening. I'm a first responder. Then uh, Murph and I will buy you a sub for the channel. So you get something, but you don't really get anything. Don't get anything. But it's kind of our way of showing some appreciation. So. Just, just like those of us that aren't first responding, you get a thanks. Yeah, it's it's like a thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> all good, right, that was good job, sport. And heavy, and that is uh, not what we talk about usually. But we're going to segue into a real topic today. Murph has been dodging for three. Weeks. I have not been dodging this, but I will. I will not let him get away from it. It's something that's very dear to my heart. Yeah. We're talking about the nation right now, so we're going to talk about a national treasure, the one and only, possibly the greatest actor of all time, Nicolas Cage. God, what do you think about that? What do you think about that claim of him being the greatest actor of all time? Before 2000, yes. You, you still don't think he is? Dude. He hasn't. He's. Okay. Okay. So in the 80s and 90s, he of, was in a lot of good movies. He's been in there's a, lot a of movie. There's a lot of factor in. I know. Okay, I know you're saying he's been in a lot of bad movies. There's a lot of factors. I know why he's had that. tax issues. And I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> all I'm saying is all that. Let's like pour a nice glass of whiskey and then pour in a Coke or put a shitload of ice cubes in it. Like there was nothing wrong with it. And then you go had to, had to go and ruin it. Uh, so you don't think he's the one. He don't think he is the greatest actor of all time. I mean, that's tough. That's a stretch. Stretch for me. <laughs> uh, I think he's the greatest. Let me give you some backstory on Nick Cage. I don't have it. I thought I should have had something pulled up. 
Um, give me one second. Nick Cage. Um, I know that he he was. We changed his name. His real name's not Nick Cage, right? It's, no, it's Nicholas Kim Coppola. He's related to his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, a very famous, awesome director. He changed oh, his okay. name. So, the, so I don't even know why I know this, but I don't have to look I'm anything up. He changed his name, obviously coming up because he wanted to be able to. You know, he didn't want to get parts. He didn't want to get turned down or casted just because he was related to Francis Ford Coppola. For those of us who don't know who Francis Ford Coppola is and some of the movies he's directed. Um, he's directed the Godfather movies, so I'm pretty sure you know about that. He's directed Apocalypse Now. Um, so Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, he was a part of. So Francis Ford Coppola has been a part of some really big movies. I mean, it's hard to argue that Godfather series is not one of the greatest, you know, movie trilogies of all freaking time. So yeah, we, we still did not put it in the top 10. Yeah, we didn't. Or top, or top five. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola did Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I actually really like that movie. Dude, Keanu Reeves is in it. Who? See, I don't think Keanu Reeves did a very good job in that movie. Who was Who was Dracula in that? Um, was it? No, Gary Tom Oldman. Was it was Gary Oldman. Keanu was Reeves. Movie. Yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Winona Ryder, and then Gary Oldman was Dracula. Oh, Anthony Hopkins played uh, what's his name, Van Helsing. Of course he did. <laughs> I, mean, I need to look that up. I think it was nineteen eighty two. That's just all off memory, off the top of my head. Don't hold me to it. But that—that's a really good Dracula movie. It's fun. Yeah, I liked the one. I did. I you know I don't think Ken Reeves did a very good job in the movie. He acts like he did in Bill and Ted. He was kind of that like country that like kind of the the like western arrogant you know apprentice yeah. to Van Helsing. I thought it was fine. I like when they're chasing the wagon on horses. Yeah, he was okay. He was just okay. Gary Oldman did a good job in that movie. Yeah, Gary Oldman was really good. And yeah, he changed his name. His name was inspired by the African American superhero uh, Luke Cage. So that's cool. The reason why I like Nicolas Cage so much is because he's such a big comic book fan. He now I will say that he is a comic book nerd. Yeah, and so that's why I think that I, I I was drawn to him so much is because uh, one for a long time he owned the uh, first a very good copy of the first issue of uh, Superman Action Comics number one, which right now goes for one point six million dollars or something like that. Well, he's very Superman is one of his favorite characters, and I yeah. know we're gonna get into it. He almost played in the Unforgotten. Or the Forgotten Superman movie. He did. He did on the play. He actually named his son after Kal-El, uh, Superman's birth name. That's how much of a nerd he His is. Krypton birth name. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at me with the comic stuff tonight, dude. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm popping my collar. don't even have one on it, dude. All right. I, uh, you know, I, went, I was going to buy a single page of action. Com- it was like a torn out page. Of action comics, you know, there's a comic book's grade scale from zero to ten. Uh, it was like a five point five, just one page. It wasn't even like an a, a, in, important page. It was just like a random sleeve. Six thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah, and then I realized I'm not gonna pay six thousand dollars for a piece of paper. <laughs> so, even though eventually there'll be more, but still. 
comic book dealing is a is a stressful game. It's like stock trading, man. Yeah, except with stuff that only nerds care about. Care about. They like they know like where where the paper came from that it was printed on. Yeah, how many of them came out and all stuff like that. Yeah, who the fucking guy that who sold lunch to the guy that did the artwork on them. <laughs> right. And so I think the easiest way to start my, you know, my Nick Cage tribute uh, episode is to ask you, what is your favorite Nick Cage movie? Now, see, that, that's a tough question. You can't say it's not a tough question. It is a very he's tough question. I mean, had some good movies. the thing is, Okay, so I'm going to just talk about the 2000s real quick. I think the last good movies he has done was both in 2005 and 2004. He did did Lord of War in 05. He did National Treasure in 04. Those are good good movies. I mean, yeah, the sequel sequel to National Treasure, that's fine too. Yeah, sure. That's good. But that, so that's 15 years ago. Did you ever see the, okay, so he was into into the Spider-Verse. Even though he was voice acting, he was great. Yeah, it. I don't count that though because it was just a. I mean, it was a smaller part. You know what I mean? More of a okay. supporting role. But yes, that was yeah. good, and I loved that. I was. He was perfect for Noir Spider Man. He did great, and I hope that he gets a little bit more screen time in the second. But one. let's be honest. Let's be honest. After two thousand five, after um, uh, what? Uh, God dang it! Lord of War. Lord of War. Lord he of War did. A great movie. He did. Bangkok Dangerous. Are you mm. kidding me? He was really good in he was really good in Kick Ass, and again, it's a supporting role. Yeah, that was that was, was that was good. He was really good in that. But Bangkok Dangerous has anybody seen that? No. Look, and, look and, up and, the Rotten Tomato scores preface, on Bangkok Dangerous real quick. I will preface this that uh, I haven't seen a lot of his, and, and so maybe this is kind of <laughs> kind of uh, showing that I don't know much about Nick Cage. But I didn't see much of his movies after um, two thousand, <laughs> after Lord of War. So here's the thing. He just started, and okay, real quick, folks. If you didn't know this, his like agent or his his somebody, his money person fucking wasn't paying taxes. So he was yeah, facing yeah. like ten years in prison, or he could pay it back. And they're like, "We'll give you a chance to pay it back." So what has he been doing? He's been making three movies a year, forever, and they fucking suck. So it kind of yeah. sucks, you know. And he's caught some. He's caught a little excitement with. You know, Spider Man and Kick Ass, things like that, like kind of some surprise, like, oh shit, this was awesome. Nick Cage was in it. But like, that's what Nick Cage is now to me. It's like when you don't expect him, it's fucking amazing. Like, one of the best hidden cameo scenes ever for me in a movie is Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers. Not to side jump there, but like that, like, remember when you, he walked out and how excited you were when you saw that movie? Like, yeah. That was fucking awesome. So, Look up real quick, Bangkok Dangerous. So he did that, and then he did, and look up while you, and I'm gonna look up Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was fucking awful, and that's a badass character. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ghost Rider. I wasn't too fond of, because he was older. He was already older. Ghost Rider came out in 2007, and Nicolas Cage was already older. So he's born in 62. I didn't know. So how old that is? Well, he's 55 now. So. Bangkok Dangerous, 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8%. 8 fucking percent. 8%. And I will say, I never saw that movie. I have no idea what it's about. But... Terrible. I, he's a, an assassin in Bangkok, and it's, he wears leather pants. I, I started watching it. Very first scene is he's on this motorcycle. You don't know it's him, but it's like looks like a chick in all leather. 
does like this crazy assassination thing. He takes off his helmet. He's got Nick long Nicholas Cage hair, like from Con Air. And I'm like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> Dude, Andy Samberg does the perfect Nicholas Cage impression. It is hilarious. Ghost Rider, 26% Rotten Tomatoes. Terrible. Yeah, and that movie got a sequel. And I will say that is the first. That is maybe one of the only comic book movies that I have never seen. I've never saw. The sequel. Oh yeah, you want to know how good the sequel did? Eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I never saw the sequel. So, anyways, not to, so. Now that I got the bashing out of the way, what a, what a terrible character, or what a terrible waste of a character, though. Really bad. Jeez. So, okay. Gone in 60 Seconds. So, I'll, I'll highlight some of the movies I like, and then I'll try to decide my favorite. Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. I really like that. Great movie. Eight Millimeter, Snake Eyes, those are good. Face Off is so good. Yeah, there, there, a lot of people don't think, agree with you, but I agree with you. Con Air, The Rock. Okay, in the 90s, he was a darling, dude. Like, he had a lot of good movies. Him and, him and Jim Carrey, like, kind of dominated the 90s, I think, like, City of Angels, Snake Eyes, 8mm, Face Off, Con Air, The Rock, I love Sean Connery, Leaving Las Vegas, Trapped in Paradise, Guarding Tess, Red Rock West, Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas was good, too. Um, Time to Kill, that was okay. And then in the 80s, he had uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, The Boy in Blue, and then Raising Arizona is might be one of the, the funniest Nick Cage. If you've not seen Raising Arizona, it's from 87, I think, somewhere around there. 88, 87. However, Nicholas Cage has a wife who, like, wants a baby bad. Well, his or her boss has, like, six babies. So they steal one. Yeah. And they're, it takes place in Arizona, so they name it Arizona. It's, it's a really good 80s uh, comedy. Yeah, it's one of his first first real movies. Yeah, like, that kind of put him on the in, spot. It put him on the spot. Yeah, he was in Fast Time. With, I don't even really remember him in Fast Time, but they say he's in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't remember seeing him in there. Honeymoon in Vegas right. is a really funny... If you haven't seen that one, Honeymoon in Vegas... I think Meg Ryan's in that one. Who's his wife? In Honeymoon in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really funny movie. Yeah, that one's really good. It's a good um, 90s rom-com. That was good. I, I mean, what's your which one's your favorite, though? He does. He should. He should do more comedies, though. He like, is, yeah, he should. Because Raising Arizona was really funny, but then he became kind of like the serious actor or an action star, and then like serious movies. Like there's that one movie about the lotto ticket where the uh, the lotto ticket. Yeah, remember that he was like a police officer, and he fell. In, I can't remember what that movie was called. The Family what Man. You, what would What would you do? Weather like, the Weatherman. No, Weatherman was good too. Is that it's either the Weatherman or the Family Man? Or no, he... it was what it was. What would you do? I think. Let me look yeah. that up. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't. He's hard to buy as a action star, honestly. Like, like he's in Wind Talkers, that World War Two movie, but like he just shoots the shit out of people with a Tommy gun. Yeah. Like he does yeah. good. Like Snake Eyes is a really good, and Eight Millimeter is really good. The Rock is really good. Like Stanley Goodspeed, that's one of my favorite movie characters. Maybe The Rock oh, is no. my favorite. Excuse me, guys. The movie was called It Could Happen to You. Yeah, It Could Happen to You. That's in the 90s. Yeah, it was in the 90s. He was a police officer, and he uh, won the lottery, and then instead of – or he split the money with a waitress as a tip or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he like Michael told Jordan. her – he told her if they won the lot, he's like, here, I'll split this with you if we win the lottery. Yeah. 
So you so you say he hasn't made a good movie after two thousand like oh four oh five man yeah. Did you ever see the movie called Joe that he made? Uh, no, I heard it was a pretty decent action flick. I just I haven't watched those because I they just seem like they suck. Yeah, that's, Is it well, good? that's the thing. Like he made he made a bunch of films and they're all kind of you know murky. But he had some gems, gems in there. there. So yeah. Joe and Je- Joe's one of them. I don't know what the rotten. Sco- uh, or can you look up the tomato? Yeah, score I'm gonna look it up. And um, I don't know what that is, but I really enjoyed that movie. It was on Netflix for a little while. That's where I saw it. Okay. My favorite, my favorite Nicolas Cage movie is probably Face Off because I remember it so much, and uh, and because John Travolta was so good at it too. Oh, Joe's got eighty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna check this out. That's good, man. I think you would like. What's it, it about? An ex-con who is the unlikeliest of role models meets a fifteen-year-old boy in his face with the choice of redemption. So I'm guessing he's on the run in the woods here. Kinda, kinda, laying low. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, oh, I Ty Sheridan's in that. Ty Sheridan's a pretty good youth actor. Yeah, he's from Ready Player One. Yep, really good movie. Yeah, so it's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. You'll like it. He's basically kind of like a, kind of like an old or kind of like a Logan situation mm-hmm. like where he's taking care of a younger person. Uh, typically getting in trouble, getting in scraps, but trying to you know stay away from that life. It's a it's a really good movie, man. I think he did a really good job. Like he, here's some of the movies he's coming out. Here's some of the movies coming out with him right now. Running oh, with yeah, the Devil. Yeah, listen to all these. Running with the Devil sounds terrible. Primal, dumb. Kill Chain, dumb. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Here here's the character name he plays. Hero. What? Cool, <laughs> Jitsu. Grand Isle, ten double zero. These movies are going to be terrible. There might be one or two good ones. So let me say, I have a list of his eight greatest movies. Mm, good luck. <laughs> Raising Arizona, obviously. Yes. Nineteen eighty-seven. I've already explained it. And you know that movie was made. It was the second film made by the Coen Brothers. Dude, the, okay, the Coen Brothers, dude. Coen they, Brothers they, are really good directors. They make some hits, and so it's obviously a hit. Speaking of brother directors, the Coen Brothers and Farley Brothers. And the Russo Brothers. Something about brothers working together. Yeah. The Farley That's Brothers awesome. did um, There's Something About Mary. Movie. Yeah, that one's great. There was a movie in 1987 called Moonstruck. I think it's the same year that Raising Arizona came out. He was in a lot in the 80s, but he was kind of doing mostly small roles, and then Raising Arizona was like his coming out role. But he plays an idiot so perfectly in Raising yeah. God damn it, it's so good. Uh, Moonstruck, he actually did so good at Moonstruck that he, he uh, I don't think he won anything, but two of his co-stars in that movie won Oscars. Cher and Olympia. Yeah, Oscars. that's the one with Cher in it. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, great movie. I feel like it's one of his, I think it might be his biggest movie. You really think so? Leaving Las Vegas? I think so, man. Like As far as like uh, commercial success, it might be his best movie. Okay. And that movie is basically he's a alcoholic that moves to Las Vegas to basically Smart. bring himself to death. And it's it's good. He's really believable. And hey, apparently he doesn't. Ninety percent really on Rotten Tomatoes. Leaving Las Vegas was. Yeah. Nice. Damn. And then uh, Honeymoon <sighs> in Vegas. That's good. Again, you already talked about that one. That one's good. That one's a rom com. That one's that one's if you're into rom coms, it's a good one. Yeah. He's like a gambler, uh, right? Is yeah, he he's a gambler, and then he like gets into some Elvis impersonation. But then they like—I mm-hmm. just always remember they like do this 
parachuting at the end because they're they're basically him and his wife they're trying to get married him and Sarah Jessica Parker but he's like on the run from like the lump like James Caan um James Caan is for reference I'm trying to if you don't know who James Caan is but he's like the bookie bad guy coming after Nick Cage um James Caan let me let me help you guys out with James Caan in the meantime, I think Kick-Ass was really good. He did an Adam West-style Batman impersonation. Yeah, it was really the good. Character, the character of Big Daddy. Hello, Ass Kick. I thought it was so funny. I mean, it was probably my favorite part of that movie was Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, and that was a good movie. I mean, it was a really good book that came out. It kind of... I always like those books that break out away from the typical Marvel, DC superheroes and tights kind of thing yeah and so this one did and the movie was pretty good but he was definitely my favorite part of it a movie that you didn't did you uh, talk about gone in 60 seconds yeah that's a good one i really like that that's a good one that one might be one one of my favorites that's one of my favorites because like you said he doesn't do over the top action very well but this one it's easy to do when it's like car chases yeah like that's what i'm saying like he is not stallone He's not Schwarzenegger. He's not even Tom he's Cruise. Not he's not Russell, but he can do it. Like he was perfect in Con Air. Like it was, it was believable. It was enough. I'm going to show you God does exist. Like <laughs> perfect, man. You know, yeah. like ah, I mean, what do you think, Wednesday Pools? Like, could he do action? I don't know. I think it's that's why I think Bangkok Dangerous. When I found that, when he, t- he takes the helmet off, I'm like this, I can't buy this. You know what I mean? Like well, even in talking about. Talking about action movies and Con Air. Con Air is next on the list. It, the The plot is asinine and it's just silly. It's just a silly movie, you know, for, uh, for an action movie. Popcorn movie. I don't even remember really the premise. All these Con Air con, con men are on this airplane. <laughs> are they shipping them to? A, they're just they're transporting them to. Man, it got fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That sucks, dude. I, I mean it's. it's Okay. It's, I mean, it, it's like one of those movies that you watch because it's on TV. <laughs> 75% popcorn score, though. That makes sense. Because people like us. I mean, it had an all-star cast. Uh, Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. I think Ving Rhames was in it. Uh, Danny Steve Trejo. Steve, Danny Trejo is in it. I mean, these are all these are all those B action stars. Those B-list 90s action stars. So, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, I liked it. 1996, The Rock. That, Amazing. see, and that's another heavy action movie, but he kind of plays the scientist nerd that, like, yeah. kind of makes it. Obviously, Sean Connery, who is playing yeah, was, James. Real quick, just so you guys know, Sean Connery plays James Bond in that movie. Yeah, just old. No, that's that's who he's playing. It, it, he is James Bond. Like, the character uh, who he is is James Bond. It's, it's okay. like a... Oh, no, it does. He was British intelligence. They captured him. Oh, but they didn't say he was James Bond. But he is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like he's, for sure. That's what they're making fun of there. He's James Bond. It was cheesy. It was a cheesy movie, and it had, like, silly 90s, uh, like, punchlines and lines. Uh, but it was very cool. Very cool, very quotable as far as 90s movies go. And yeah, uh, it was a good one. It was like a summer blockbuster. You know what I mean? Yes. Big 66%. Huge car chase. Yeah. Remember the Hummer and the the Lamborghini car chase? Yeah, just silly. What just happened to my... Uh... Uh-oh. No, that one's good. Um, 
Was that my last one? That was my last one. That was eight. Now his worst movies. The rest. Um, the rest of them. The obviously uh, Ghost Rider was terrible. So bad. Terrible. So bad. What else? What are what are bad like? Just noticeably bad movies that you have is. Uh, anything after two thousand four. Uh, after anything after two thousand four. Bangkok Dangerous has got eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So Nicholas Cage. National Treasure. What about National Treasure? Those are some of his best movies. Uh, you know what? I don't think it did as well as you think. I think it's like in the forties. What is the uh? What's the Rotten Tomato score? I'm about to let you guys know. Sorry, if it sounds like I fell apart for a second, guys. My computer just like forty six percent National Treasure crapped out on me. Jesus, really? Yeah, I think it's better than that. Though I think it's better than forty six. I mean, seventy six percent Rotten Tomato or popcorn score. So. That's Man, I, thought those, I thought those movies were really enjoyable. Yeah, I did too. I, I, I think 46 is kind of unfair. I'm not going to lie. Hey, do you, I like to go to at least one of the reviews and say why. Uh, let me pull it up. I'll let you know. Jesus. Okay, I got some weird facts about Nicolas Cage. Again, sorry if I kind of shambled for a second. My computer just like randomly. There you go. This movie him. couldn't be more stale if it had been dug up by archaeologists. Get it? Because he's a treasure hunter. <laughs> That's so actually, bad on so many levels. That's actually pretty good. It is dot 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 for all moments of quintessential Bruckheimer project, a big movie that is at its core is just too small. Now Jerry Bruckheimer could be part of the problem. Like critics hate on Bruckheimer. Yeah. For whatever reason. I'm not really sure why. What are what are some of his notable movies? Jerry Bruckheimer? Yeah. Anything with huge fucking set pieces and explosions. Yeah, I'll I'll read that. Was Michael Bay. Both of them. <laughs> So part of my, my 10 facts are China thinks he's the best actor in the world. So uh, he's taken home a number of awards in his American films. He has he won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas in 1995. But nothing beats that honor other than the Hu Ding Award bestowed on him in 2013. And it is the best global actor in motion pictures. God, so, that's not right. 2013. This is way after you said he, he, he hit the hit his uh, hot stride. Yikes. So, uh, number nine on my list of weird facts. He once sued uh, Kathleen Turner because she said because she said he stole a dog. So <laughs> they were on uh, they worked together on Peggy Sue Got Married, and she made you know she started saying these rumors about. He was once busted by the cops for stealing a chihuahua. So I remember that story. He got pissed. He sued her, and then she issued a public apology. <laughs> like, golly, he really took it that serious. Uh, number eight, he once woke up next to a naked man. Now, not, not like that. But one day, one night, he woke up early in the morning, and there was a man completely naked in the le- well. He had a leather jacket on, sitting at the foot of his bed, eating a fudge sickle. How crazy is that? That's fucking weird. And now Nicholas Cage is so cool that he just talked to the guy until the police got there. No incidents, no nothing. Well, the guy probably got scared because he didn't know who Nicholas Cage just played so many badasses. You know, he no, he's probably, he's probably starstruck. <laughs> Uh, it's safe to say that Nicholas Cage and his family moved out of the house right after that happened. Uh, he once did mushrooms with his cat. So, 
Oh, are there? I don't want to jump the gun here, but is is there anything in your story coming about exotic animals? No, I didn't. I looked at all his expenses. I should have looked up while I'm doing this. Can you look up the, his expenses? That because he not only did he not pay taxes, but he had a, an insane amount of expenses on things that he bought, like and stupid stuff. Like this one that I'm talking about next to my on my crazy facts, not crazy, but weird facts. He's going to be buried in a pyramid. So uh, he bought a nine-foot-tall stone pyramid in one of New Orleans' most famous cemeteries, and that's where his body's going to be. And the last time we went to New Orleans, because you can uh, there they have these, you know, their cemeteries are a big deal. They're all above ground. They're like tourist attractions, and we we toured the same one that this big stupid pyramid is, <laughs> is at. And uh, yeah, that's where he's going to be. He also owns, uh, or he did own a house. In New Orleans, that was supposed to be like the most haunted house. Yeah, that's. In New Orleans. I'm, I just look at that right here. He he bought a murder mansion. Yeah. Um, three point five million dollars. Yeah, apparently back in the day, like way back in the day, there was like this lady that believed in voodoo, and she would she would buy these slaves and murder them in her attic, and then like drink their blood or something weird. Like that. So to connect with that, he he's also bought pygmy shrunken heads. I don't know if you know what they are, but the, they're basically those uh, ancient tribes that would um, take heads that were cutting off. And I don't know what they would treat them in, but they would sh- the heads would shrink. Just pygmy, P-Y-G-M-Y. Look those up. Pygmy yeah, shrunken That's weird, heads. man. He's, He's weird got two, two albino king cobras, crocodile, shark, 67-year-old T, Tyrannosaurus skull, octopus. Yeah, I remember he bought an octopus. Private island. Uh, yeah. Insane. And he had, he had a multi-million dollar comic book collection, too. Yeah, he had to sell a bunch of that. Yeah, he, had, he sold his uh, Superman number one, or his first Damn. appearance. For one point that six, sucks. $1.6 million. I, wouldn't have, I mean, he's having to sell everything to pay off, which is what sucks. That's an insane <sighs> amount of money to owe. You had to pay that much. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sad. Uh, he's a weird guy, though. He Did you know that he eats animals based on how they have sex? What? That's weird. The actor only eats animals that are dignified when they mate, like birds or fish. I don't, and this is not, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm just going off my nose. <laughs> he refuses to eat any living thing that has sex in a way that he doesn't find attractive. So, <laughs> Nicholas so Cage, he's Nicholas not a cannibal. Nicholas Cage is a weirdo. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to just have, a, I'd love to give that guy like acid and just fall around Las Vegas for a couple I don't think, hours. I don't think you need to. I think. Just follow around by himself. <laughs> I think you just hang out with him, and he's he's weird. He's a weird guy. What else do I got on here? Uh, yeah, he once had a pet octopus. He bought a so he so he uh, bought a castle. He bought a yacht. He had a jet. He bought a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull. <laughs> I mean that that pretty much explains why he's having to pay back taxes to the IRS because he's about stupid shit. He's just a weird guy. So I'd never claimed. He was a smart guy. I just said that he was the greatest actor of all time. I mean, according to the world, he is. I think, yeah, China even thinks so. <laughs> but here's the thing: I think, like in China and stuff, like they're just now watching movies that came out in the '90s. If it's not, if it's unless it's Disney, they're up to speed yeah. on the Disney stuff. But everything else, they're like ten years behind, dude. I will ask. Behind. I will ask. And everyone, that's, if you're still listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking about nothing in this episode. If you haven't realized it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, Murph, to you, and 
if you go watch Joe, and then then tell me if he has potential. Like if he just maybe if he you know get hires a better agent that picks the better roles for him, and just see he he has the potential to, to not maybe not have a full Robert Downey Jr. situation happen, but. He can, well, you know, he can I, I agree. I, he is – I like – don't get me wrong. I like him. But because of his circumstance, he has had to make so many bad movies that I just – like you said, Joe – and and for those of you listening out there, you guys may know of some of his other recent movies that are not bad and worth watch. Please yeah, let us know. Seen any of them, yeah, hit us I up. just – I don't give him a chance because I'm like, uh, Bangkok Dangerous, 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you like, he probably made $12. I watched the first 30 minutes and turned it off. And that's rare for me because I'll stick movies out. Like, yeah. Bangkok Dangerous got a check for $12, which is what I get for my grandma on my birthday still. <laughs> that's what it made. Jesus. But I'm going to watch right. Joe. I'm going to give it a chance. Watch Joe. Watch Joe. Let me know what you think. Uh, other than that, I think we're circling the drain. Murph, you got anything else? No, nah, man. I was. Yeah, we're drain circling. Yeah, this episode has been a complete waste of your time, and I apologize, folks. Uh, but next week, we'll be back on track. We'll be back on the schedule. And then starting the first week of October, we'll be on our new schedule. I'm really excited about that. If you're on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, anything, find us. And, uh, and smash that like. Smash button. that like and subscribe. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to talk to you guys uh, more. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hey guys, I wanted to take another quick second and say thank you for stopping by and listening to me and Murph's nonsense. If you really want to support the podcast, take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it on your story. Tag us and we'll repost it. See you guys next week.